Hey guys, so I was listening to a song a bit ago called Till I Found You by Phil Weckman. And it's a song about finding God. Like when you finally surrender and hit your knees and you find him and then you just know it. Like you just know it. No ifs, ands, or buts. There it is. There's the peace that you were looking for. And I was thinking about, you know, what my life was like until I found him. And, you know, I was raised in the church and, and it wasn't, it wasn't a good upbringing. So I didn't have a good view of people in the church. And so I'm thankful that I still had that knowledge of um, going back to God, like as the, at the root of it. And it does, you know, it talks about um, showing your children the way to go, the way to walk, and that way uh, they won't depart from it in their adult years. And that was very, very true. And so I'm thankful for that. Um, but my my childhood and my cup was filled and overflowing with dysfunction. And I, I didn't realize that until I did find Christ and I was able to surrender to him and say fix me help me because I don't ever want to do this again I'm not repeating these patterns anymore I'm not doing this cycle anymore I want to stop the generational um, behaviors I want to stop the generational trauma I want to stop it all and I don't ever want to feel like this again Um, and he started to reveal to me so many places where I just had an overflowing cup of dysfunction and it bled into every single part of my life. So with that being said, a couple of the things that I had deeply embedded in me were um, carried on into every relationship and, and not just romantic relationship, but every friendship, every business relationship, every partnership, every everything was in somehow had this injected into it and it it was just such a a hard life (laughs) like I made my life so much harder because the roots of dysfunction that I didn't see so one of those things was when people are mean to you and they say it's because they love you I was mean to you because I love you I treated you this way which was not good because I love you you just hurt me so much and and I just love you so much so this is what I did And knowing now, knowing what I know about God and his love and his mercy, his grace, his kindness, that's not love. I don't care what, what pretty wrapper they want to wrap it in. Uh, Poop stills poop, no matter if it's in a pretty truffle wrapper or not. Sorry, but it is. And so that's, that's just not love. And I really thought that it was because in in the relationships that I had seen examples of growing up, everyone was mean to each other. Everyone was hateful, but everyone claimed to love each other. And that I just didn't, I didn't see anything wrong with it because I was familiar with that since a very, very small child. And you know that it's so important for us to not have, to, to have the years of our children um, from the, from the ages of like, infancy to six years old be really really stable 
they should be filled with stability and emotional regulation, encouragement, love, and, and you know, all the good things, <laughs> all the good things that my cup was not filled with. That's what our children's cup should be filled with before the age of six years old, because those are our formative years that that right there, what we're what we are filled with before the age of six will stick with us and trickle over to every single thing and relationship that we have in our lives. It's embedded in us at that point. And it's been a very difficult, painful journey to undo all of that and to relearn like this last year and a half has been spent reparenting myself because I just didn't know good from bad right from wrong I I didn't know that what was bad was bad I thought that that was good like my whole I feel like I was like in the matrix or something um one of the other things that I I felt carry on into my other relation, like all of my romantic relationships is that you made me do that accusations or that you made me do that um, responses and actions. So, you know, I've been the target of narcissistic abuse and narcissistic rage, and I know how I've reacted in those circumstances. And so I, I know both ends of the spectrum there of saying like, well, you acted this way and so you made me do that. Well, there's this beautiful thing once you have Christ in your life and he and the Holy Spirit living in you and it's called self-control. And when you don't have that, you will react negatively to abuse. And you won't just, you know, cut the ties that need to be cut. You will react. And that's exactly what people who are abusing you are looking for you to do. But with the fruits of the Spirit come self-control. And... Um, that was one of the things that that changed in me was you know what i'm not i'm not responsible for what anyone else does i finally know that you know my life i grew up thinking that you know if someone was mean to me or abusive to me or someone had you know punched out my picture for instance that was my fault that was my fault i somehow made them mad enough to do that and i realized that that behavior wasn't a reflection of me i realize that now growing up it was hard but it was actually a reflection of what that person was going through because they were being hit and told that it was their fault that 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 they made that person hit them and that's not okay you know and so if you see that cycle was just continuing and i almost continued it I almost did um, becoming the target of narcissistic abuse. And I, I had a choice. I could have broken free or I could have stayed in it. And I think that I'm, I'm just so blessed that God made me stubborn and relentless because that's what ultimately made me not want to repeat the pattern and not want to be like that parent that, that put their children through this. Um. One of the other things was just believing that that's just how life was. Like, why why would I think it's any different when I've never seen any different? I didn't know. I didn't know that relationships, you weren't supposed to yell at each other. I didn't know that. I didn't know that the weight in relationships should be pulled equally. I'd never seen that. You know, I'd never experienced that firsthand I'd never witnessed that firsthand 
And so I just believed that's just how life was. We were supposed to drink to belligerence. We were supposed to numb with drugs. And we were supposed to rage. That's what I was raised in. And that was a very dysfunctional mindset. And I was overflowing with it. Overflowing with the dysfunction of believing that makeup and breakup was the way it's supposed to be. Breakup, makeup, breakup, makeup in relationships. And I had no idea that that was, in fact, trauma bonding. That is not healthy. That is not love. That is trauma bonding. You're going through this roller coaster of emotions through breaking up, thinking, oh my gosh, my life is over, and then making up and like, oh, I love you so much. I can't live without you. And then boom. You're good for a couple weeks and then back to it again. Well, guess what? That was completely normal for me. That was completely normal. We lived in our car. We were getting kicked out all the time. We were living under someone else's roof that had control over us. We were an inconvenience. And that's the way, like in my marriage, that's the way I felt completely. Like I repeated that pattern. And I had no idea I was doing it until... I was able to surrender to God, find rest in him, and him start to reveal things to me that I just couldn't even see. I didn't even see it. The other thing for me was in my teen years, I could start to feel that something needed to change, like like feeling deep down that this just wasn't right. I could feel it in my gut, but I didn't know how or where to find anything any different. I tried not to talk to people about what was going on at home because, you know, I was told that if I did, I would get taken away and that I'd never see my parents again. And then just not knowing how to express feelings. The only example I had seen of anyone expressing feelings was through anger and numbing. And so my teenage years I spent fighting just getting in fights left and right um if I wasn't fighting I was drunk or high and that you know it was a path of self-destruction which I did not realize but I could have kept that going forever and by God's grace I didn't um by the time I was 19 I had most all of that out of my system except for the being angry part and I still you know struggled for a very long time trying to to figure out how to handle and express emotions in a healthy way I had never seen it so I was literally shooting in the dark and and not knowing what it looked like and so I did get to the point where I just stopped expressing myself because I was being told I was so hard to handle and so difficult and mean and you know all the bad names but I didn't I didn't know any better and so I was I was behaving out of a place of familiarity but then I started to shut down and I started to not talk about my feelings which caused even more of a boil up inside of me which I think is why I'm probably had been so sick for so many years um but that's a a topic for another time so I had to relearn how to express my feelings and my emotions. And, you know, through counseling, I started to learn some of that. And I had really started over the last 12 years working on that and working to change that. But what God brought me was 
was what was necessary was getting to the root of the problem. And again, the root of the problem went back to what I learned in childhood. So I had to unlearn those things and reparent myself. And, and that was with God's guidance. I didn't do any of this alone. I could not have done this alone because believe me, I tried for 10 years in um, secular counseling, 10 years. And I was spinning my wheels, constantly getting stuck, constantly backsliding. And I couldn't figure out why. Well, let me tell you, now that God is in the mix of it and he's in control, I don't backslide. I can feel constant progress. It may not be a lot on some days or some weeks or at some moments. And I do still slip and fall, but I never backslide. I pick myself back up and I go, okay, I learned something here. Now let's move forward and let's let's get to the root of why I why I still reacted in that way. Why I still did that. That's still serving a purpose for me in some way, so I need to figure out what purpose that's serving. Would I have known to do any of that without God? Absolutely not. And I wouldn't have known how to do any of that because he reveals to me. They say the Bible is the living word and that is no joke. It is the living word. Every time I read it, I see something new. Something pops out at me differently. And it's just constantly him speaking to me through his word. And it can sound crazy at some points if you're not living in it. But if you are living in it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You just know it. And so I'm so thankful that my cup does not run over with dysfunction anymore. Because what I was attracting was what was in me. And how I thought of myself. And that was, that was a life full of struggle, stress, illness, sadness, depression, anxiety. I mean, you name it. You, and, they, and, you know, as a Christian, you learn anything that's good comes from God. And anything that's bad comes from the devil. And the devil was filling my life. He was inside of me. And that's what I attracted. I attracted those types of relationships that that and those types of people that were living with just as much dysfunction as I was and in just as much denial as I was in and um I'm very thankful that now I'm able to to see it I'm able to get to the root cause of why I'm doing that and not focusing on trying to change others but just focusing on trying to improve myself in my life because ultimately you cannot control anyone else. You can only control yourself and your own reactions. So I encourage you to, number one, hit your knees and cry out to Jesus and and just ask him for healing, for mercy, for grace, for provision, just that he take the will, literally. Carrie Underwood said it best, Jesus take the will. (laughs) Uh, Give him the will to your life, and I'm telling you, you you won't be disappointed at all. You will be very, very fulfilled. And secondly, make sure to pick up the Word of God. Make sure to pick up a Bible. Read it. Just dive into the Scripture and start. I use a study Bible because I don't understand everything that it's telling me. And so a study Bible helps me to dissect and it leads me to other verses that coincide with the one that I'm I'm looking at. And it, it really, you know... Google and the Bible are very great things because I can look at the Bible if I don't understand a word I google it if I want another meaning or I want another translation then I google that and you know before you know it you can spend a couple hours doing that and it reveals beautiful beautiful things to you so I encourage you to check your cup 
what do you have in your cup what is overflowing into your outside relationships and what's overflowing into the relationship with yourself um you guys have a beautiful wonderful amazing day know that you are perfect wonderful and amazing just the way you are and do not let anybody tell you any different